0: You're listening to the Bells of Liberty podcast, where freedom rings and sassiness stings. Brace yourself. You're seconds from having your bell rung.
1: I want this by new, by midnight? By midnight, I want this to be wrapped up.
2: Yes.
0: Wow. You know what? You're awfully demanding for someone who usually is the reason why we don't start until an hour after we've all signed on. Shut up, madam. Start. Don't tell Stop me what strong. to do. Don't tell me what to do. You're <laughs> not. You're not my mom. You're not my boss.
2: I'm not that much older than her. <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: Exactly. you're not that much you're making me feel like i'm in my 50s well stop acting like it then
1: i'm an old soul okay
0: fine on that happy disappointment welcome to the bells of liberty where we make stuff up and the points don't matter oh wait that's not that's something else
1: that's CNN. Is it? That- <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is CNN. This is true. Apple, apple, banana. Welcome to the show where we make stories up and hope people don't catch on. That should be their new song. They should yes. hear me. And
1: look over here.
0: Yes. This hand is doing something. But meanwhile, watch over here because we just make stuff up. Okay. Yeah. So welcome to the Bells of Liberty. It's an amazing show. It's going to be awesome. I can tell. It already started out amazingly. So glad that you're here. Hope you're planning on sticking around and have not already hit stop on your speaker app or SoundCloud or iTunes or Google Play or iHeart. If we've managed to show up on iHeart, I don't know. It doesn't matter at this point. We hope you've stuck with us thus far. So iHeart has been ghosting us for the past, like, <laughs> three months. It's true. It's just they,
2: not hard.
1: us.
0: <laughs> it does not hard. us. They said they wanted us, and then they walked away. <gasps>
1: Why won't you return my they text? They won't return
0: our text messages. They won't call. <laughs> they stood us up. It's just, it's so heartbreaking. Yes. Literally. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, anyway. Some stuff happened, I guess this mm-hmm. weekend, uh both in the news and otherwise. So how'd your how'd your guys' weekend go? How'd it go? I worked. So, so there's amazing. That. that sounds like I know it's like
1: thrilling, so that's it's like exciting sorry thing. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise does not star in the movie of Rocky's life on the weekend. So
0: <laughs> Oh that's disappointing.
1: Yeah, I know. But uh I
0: know. yeah. Well it sucks to be you Sammy, how yes. was your weekend? <laughs> my
2: weekend? Um, I had pneumonia on the weekend, but my week
0: was fun. <laughs> Her week was fun. Yes, it was. Uh, and why was your week fun? Because
2: I had to see Gina.
0: It's true. In real life. In real life. In the level of
2: America.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and happy moment gone. It was exciting <laughs> up until that moment. Yes, we did. And you think the way we talk to each other, that um, it's pretty obvious that we've known each other for approximately 500 years and like Twitter years, but we haven't actually met in person until, what day was that? Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. It was Tuesday. I don't even know what day it is anymore because uh, everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong this week except for meeting Sammy. Uh, My mom and I took a trip down to Texas uh, so that we could see the one and only Jonathan Dunn while he was in America for a short time. There was a meet-up between John and some other people who are Team Buck members. Uh, If anybody is a follower of Buck Sexton, uh, the group that we were a part of and all became friends through was Team Buck, uh, following Buck Sexton's show when he was on The Blaze. And now we've all just kind of, I don't know, broken off into our respective friendly... Groups, I guess. Clicks, uh, we'll call them clicks. Clicks, I guess. Uh, ours being the Bells of Liberty uh, and like such as. But uh, we traveled on down to Texas, and uh, we did drive rather than fly. So we actually also stopped uh, a few other places. One of them being Oklahoma, which is where Sammy currently resides, uh, otherwise known as the Butthole of America. Um,
1: Were there horse-drawn buggies? In town, that's what no, I know. Covering "Toad an Amish girl.
2: See, you yes, are okay. okay, oh, okay, the little Okay, okay, but we, first prairie of all, woman.
0: was it, is that Amish or Mennonite? Because oh, we have a lot of know we know have that. a lot of Mennonite Mennonites it's in Iowa. Mennonite. Like the Amish and Mennonite do uh, do also reside in Iowa, so that wasn't really a surprise for me. But uh, we only just <laughs> in Seattle, also. Yeah, I, she's an uncultured swine. Don't can't tell the difference between <laughs> Amish and Mennonite, but that's fine. Whatever, it's fine. Um, but we did actually finally meet in person uh, on Tuesday. We went to the Pioneer Woman Mercantile, which is something that my mom has been wanting to do, and I guess I have too for a long time because we're big fans of Reed Drummond, who is the Pioneer Woman. My mom's been reading her blog since before she became super-duper famous and, like, owns half of Puhuska or Puhuska or however the hell you say it. Um in, uh, Oklahoma. And, uh, also before she became like the super famous mega sought after recipe making person. So, um, we decided to stop by and it's actually, it's really nice. The The mercantile is really nice. Um, spent way more money than I uh, probably have to spend. Uh, but frankly, whatever, uh, Not planning on going back to (laughs) Oklahoma anytime soon, so uh, I guess either I'll be ordering what I didn't get to online, or I'll just have to live without it, but the food was really good. We had lunch at the Mercantile um, Deli or whatever, and it was uh, really tasty, like really tasty. Uh, We also also had some stuff from the bakery. We didn't eat that there. We actually took that home, but uh, we had like... We got cinnamon rolls and a snickerdoodle for my dad. And my dad actually had the audacity to say that the snickerdoodle is better than the snickerdoodles my mom makes for Christmas. I'm surprised he's still alive at this point. I'm just waiting. <laughs> she might just be biding her time. She said she agreed with him, but you might be seeing her on the news at some point.
1: Some poisons take a little bit longer to take effect. Yeah,
0: I'm uh, it's true. And it could be like she's just waiting to stab him with a ceramic squirrel like that one chick in Florida. Uh, did with her husband. Uh, Just just waiting to stab him with something like that. So, did that. We bought some cupcakes. Uh, The uh, cream-filled cupcake that looks like a a hostess cupcake. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. I could eat like six of those. If I had the opportunity. Because it was really Mm -hmm. delicious. My mom had like an orange creamsicle one and then we bought a strawberry and a triple chocolate one because they were on sale. Um, And we had those for dessert last night as a family and it was oh my god good. So, Basically, I love and loathe Reed Drummond because, like, all of her stuff is amazing and really tasty. But also, like, is there anything this woman doesn't get involved in? Thus far, not, uh, not true, not anything. She's like, you just—you told me she said she was going to open up a pizza.
2: No, she already did. It's or, open. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a pizza place that she has opened. She has a boarding house. They are planning on opening a bigger hotel, which might be slightly more affordable for those of us who are too broke to stay at the original boarding house, which is only like, only has so many rooms. But they run between 175 and 200 dollars a night to stay there. Yikes. Uh. Yes. So that like happening.
2: officially the most expensive hotel in basically, all of oklahoma it might
0: be the only hotel in all of oklahoma <laughs> because i don't think anybody intentionally drives to oklahoma and is like i'm going to stay here longer than when a couple of hours
1: <laughs> when you're the only game in town you can charge however much you want
0: basically but i mean i've seen pictures of the rooms and they are pretty it's amazing it beautiful, is beautiful so yeah it's not really surprising but at the same time it's just like never going to happen unless i win the lottery and i again not sure if i would make the trip just to be like I'm gonna stay at the boarding house in Oklahoma. No, I'd
2: much rather go to Chip and Joe's. (laughs) Yeah, down in Waco.
0: Go to Waco. (laughs) You
2: know what's really funny. Like I was looking through my phone, and the only pictures I took while we were together were of food. (laughs) That's true. Food is all that matters. Really says who I am as a person.
0: yeah technically I only took one picture of us together anyway, so
1: um but that's how it happens though because when jaina and i Jaina and I have met more than once because she usually comes down to Florida uh to vacation with her family, and it's a short ride for me, so I usually meet them meet them at the uh at any of the Disney parks, whichever one they're going to that day um and to me, I always say, "Well, I'll take like one or two pictures of the two of us, and we'll do something fun, like you know, when we went at, when we were at Epcot, we took pictures of like with us with the tiaras, um, and a couple of things here and there." But it's like in in my world, it makes more sense to spend time with the person I went to see than to stop and take pictures about everything, because then you're so focused on taking a perfect picture as opposed to spending time with the person that you're there wow she's
0: with. so thoughtful Sammy it's, it's, you were so it's, busy it's, taking it's pictures me. of your food you didn't even like consider that That no, is
2: like I love food so that's what I took a picture of I mean my potato looked way better than I looked that day so <laughs> honestly <laughs> I captured the true beauty of the day <laughs>
0: It was a pretty nice-looking baked potato. I'm not going to lie. It was a good-looking good potato. <laughs> it was funny because we were, we were sending Rocky a picture of the bakery, and Sammy was in charge of taking a picture of the bakery because she was still choosing when I was checking out. And in the process of sending the photo of the bakery, managed to also send a photo of her baked potato unintentionally. So I was like, it was- screw it. I guess we'll send pictures of everything. So I just sent pictures of like my fried chicken sandwich and my mom's. Turkey, Turkey Club, and all the stuff like the fancy mac and cheese. Oh, the mac and cheese was so good.
1: I Damn, spent, everything I spent looked like delicious. Thirty
0: bucks on the her recipe book just for the mac and cheese that I couldn't find. Basically, it was nowhere to be found. So, I'm I'm still looking because that was really good. So that was a bright spot amongst uh, an otherwise. Well, I mean, there is a couple bright spots, but anything that could have gone wrong with this trip did go wrong. Like before it even started, not gonna lie. It went, it went, it was so like we were, I we honestly thought about canceling because this was last minute and this is not how my mom operates at all. Because when we plan a trip, like we have to have the damn thing planned out several months in advance. She can't do this like we have a week to plan, uh, situation. And this, <laughs> you know what? She's right because we shouldn't have. Uh, it was it was terrible. So first, my cockatiel Dewey. Got sick. And I had to ask my dad to medicate my bird while I was gone because he ended up taking care of all of our pets because he didn't go. He stayed home because we couldn't afford to find babysitters for everybody. And um, so I had to medicate my cocktail. And then literally the Friday before we left, because we left on Saturday to drive to Texas, the Friday before, Fraser, my puppy, my idiotic, stupid, dumb puppy, (laughs) threw up a sock.
1: He's just the puppy, okay? He threw
0: up a sock, which meant he ate a sock, and then he was acting weird basically the rest of the morning before I went to work. So I got this, like, sixth sense that something else was still off and had to take him to the vet's office right before we left to have x-rays done where they located something in his colon, which turned out to be the pair to the sock that he threw up. Oh, gee. So uh, we didn't know what it was at the time. uh, And he had to get these, like, special little bead things. He had had to eat this contrast-colored stuff so that when they took the x-rays, they could see if stuff was moving through his uh, intestinal tract. Because if it didn't leave by the time he went in for his recheck he was gonna have to have surgery to remove it and they had told me horror stories about a lab that had had underwear stuck in its guts for like two weeks before and they'd just taken that out and i'm like oh my god here we go because he's an idiot and if he sees anything on the floor he eats it he's
1: gonna eat it yep
0: because he's stupid (laughs) so like i have to baby proof my house better well, and I've that, told you it's like
1: it's like having a child. It, it is exactly like having is. a child. His,
0: his sister was never like that, but he's just like if you drop something he immediately has to investigate and will probably eat it. I'm constantly it. pulling mm-hmm. things out of his mouth. Like there isn't a cardboard box in this house that doesn't have some sort of uh, <laughs> I <don't> know, <laughs> a chewed corner. <laughs> something has been removed <laughs> off of it. He steals like my notebook off my desk all the time to rip paper out and I just it's just ugh. So my dad had to deal with that. He had to take him back to the vet twice for check rechecks just to make sure everything was gone. And then we found the other sock uh, upon exiting the house at, at one point. And then we were driving to Texas. We left at like 5:30 in the morning, and of course it was raining in Iowa in the middle of February. Of course. So it was like freezing rain, and it rained all the way to Oklahoma. So we went through three states, and it was raining the entire time. So it was like seven hours of just rain. Halfway to Texas, I realized I had forgotten to pack like half of the clothes I was planning on wearing. Like I had enough clothes for the weekend, but I was missing pieces. Like I was planning on taking a certain jacket or I was planning on taking a certain Ah. kind of pants or whatever. I had been in such a rush and had not packed at all like before we left that I forgot like half of everything I was planning on taking. So that was a joy. We get to Kansas. Everything's going fine. We stop for lunch and then we go to get back onto the highway that we've been on this entire time and Google like redirects us to a direction that's back the way we came and circling to a road that we weren't planning on taking. And Sounds su- like Google. It, su- it suddenly turned into a battle of wills because my mom wanted her, her being Google, she, the, the Google lady on Google Maps, to explain why she was taking that direction instead of just going back to the highway that we started on. I, was, I had said like five times, Mom, I trust you more than I trust the computer. If you think we need to go back, we're like half a block away from this this highway. But no, it turned into a battle. So uh that added, like, I don't even know, another two hours onto our trip. Then John is having our friends call from his phone to see where we're at because we were going to go see Jonathan. And it went from us getting down there at maybe 8 o'clock in the evening to <laughs> we didn't get in until, like, 11 o'clock because we stopped in Kansas, which was a really stupid idea. So we ended up getting, we ended up getting to Texas at, like, 11.15. Meanwhile, my mom doesn't drive in the dark. Like, she doesn't, Mm. she can't, she doesn't like driving in the dark. So I ended up driving through Dallas on a Saturday at night. (laughs) Guys, I'm from Iowa. We only have, like, two-lane highways. Maybe three if you get to Des Moines. But we literally only have two-lane highways. You get to Dallas on a Saturday at night, they have a five-lane highway. When they get bigger, they don't go out, they go up. So there's, like, three highway interchanges and crap, like, stacked on top of each other and no one drives like a sane person in dallas on a saturday at night there was like several opportunities for my car to become one with other people's cars because they don't one they don't signal and two they don't actually wait to merge into the lane before they realize that nobody's like someone's car is in the way so there was a lot of swearing and screaming and like (laughs) what the hell (laughs) we don't belong here is when we finally got to the hotel you ladies are from out of town. It was it was ridiculous. It was obvious we didn't belong there because it was – and they don't post speed limit signs for like – they only post them every 40 miles. So half the time you don't even know what the speed limit is. Assume it's 65. Uh, no, this was like 70, 75. Oh, then there you go. <laughs> so I was panicking the entire time. Then the next morning, it, or the next day, we were planning on having uh, a meal with John and the other Team Buck people that were planning on coming to meet up with him at this place. And I woke up. I went to go take a shower. We were going to go do some shopping, possibly to find something to replace the thing that I had forgotten to pack in the first place to kind of complete the ensemble. And I go to adjust my hair, and my glasses, like, just fall apart on my face. Just fall apart. And I'm like, what is happening? What is happening? What is happening? So we go to Walgreens because we've all had glasses our whole lives. We're like, we can fix this. We buy a screw, like a screwdriver with the little screws the with the repairs. Yeah, and the stuff. little screwdriver None set. of the screws will fit. None of them work in my glasses. So we have to find the lens crafters. It takes the guy like 15 minutes to get it figured out because apparently my glasses are not like normal glasses where the little hole that the screw goes into goes all the way through the glasses and into the, the leg. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. This is covered. So instead of putting the screw all the way through and chopping off the top like they normally do, they can't do that with these glasses because it's covered. So he has to customize the screw and he doesn't know how to do it without help. And by then, then, now we have to go change it 's like right before we have to go change and go have this you know nice meal and we meet John and everything 's fine and then we go back to uh, the house of one of the one of the couples that is hosting him. Um, if you guys have been following us, daniel wedgworth is uh, she 's actually been on the show this is a couple years ago. Um, where she told us she stole a, ho- a helicopter for somebody once because uh, she was, used to be in the military. So we actually had a nice evening talking with John and like having a, a nice roundtable discussion with people who maybe we don't agree with on everything but we generally lean the same direction when it comes to things that we share a common interest in and things like that. So that was, that was enjoyable. John left on Monday to go back to Ireland, much to his chagrin. Um, and then we went shopping, and we discovered that Texas doesn't know what thrift stores are. They don't. They, say, they, they might say thrift in the name, but what they really mean is Dollar General. They don't mean <laughs> Dollar General, Dollar Tree. That's what they mean by thrift stores. In Iowa, thrift stores are like places that people take stuff that they don't want anymore.
1: Your Goodwill Salvation Army, yes. those kinds of places. We found
0: a couple of those. But otherwise, it was basically just Dollar General. But with in Spanish, but in Spanish, so Dollar general. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so we didn't really find a lot of stuff. My mom, my mom has an antique store, so she was hoping to do a little bit more uh, shopping for her for her shop. And she found a couple things, but I actually found more for my my school than I did than she did for her store. And uh, so that was it. Wasn't a bust because we had fun, but still, it was like we were hoping for a little bit a little bit better than we got. And then we left.
2: You're definitely not doing it again.
0: No, we left Tuesday to stop at the Mercantile, and that's when we met up with Sammy, which generally went without a hitch, right? That was fine. Got to spend some time with Sammy. That was fun. Whatever. Okay, we left a little later than we were intending because Mom wanted to stop at some antique stores. And then we finally get to a highway, and I take over driving because it's dark now. And we get to Missouri. I don't even know where we were in Missouri. My mom thought we were in Kansas, and then we looked back and realized, no, we were still in Missouri. We get stopped at a dead standstill for an hour on the freeway because of an accident that had happened like five minutes before we got there. Of course. So we had to wait until they cleared enough of the road open so that the people who had been waiting could go through and then they closed off the freeway for who knows like how many hours after that because they had to clean up this mess but we were there, we got stopped at 8.45 at night and did not leave until 10, almost 10.15 and then it started to rain even harder and it started to freeze and I basically drove 45, 50 miles an hour the entire way back to Cedar Rapids uh, even though the speed limit's like 70. We did not roll into my parents' driveway until like four fifteen in the morning. Basically, That's why I don't worst, believe in driving
1: anywhere worst, uh, anywhere. across well, state lines. Nope.
0: We were gonna fly. We were gonna fly, but it was like four hundred dollars from Iowa to, to Texas. It's gonna
1: cost you a fortune.
0: I'm like I'm not spending eight hundred dollars both ways, uh, just to For a couple of days. Yeah. No. I mean I like John but <laughs> Sorry, no, not eight hundred dollars. No, I don't like it for eight hundred dollars. So sorry, dude. But uh, at this point, maybe it would have been worth it just to not have had to go through the crap that we went through. Because we were like, yeah, we're having a really great time. It's so awesome, yeah. I can't freaking wait to do this again. So. Hey, you
2: know what? At least not all of your problems were in Oklahoma. <laughs> this is, we actually did discover this. So I'm like a great host.
0: It's true. It's true. Uh, Oklahoma was the least of our worries. We thought for sure that we were going to be having issues there uh, because of all the horror stories that Sammy's told. But no, it was actually Kansas that caused us the most trouble and like the very end of Missouri. So <laughs> basically what I've learned from this is don't go to Kansas and don't go to Missouri. Because they're just going to cause you grief, which is funny because my dog, my the idiot dog that ate the socks, he's from Missouri. So maybe I should have learned something from that experience.
1: Avoid Missouri.
0: Avoid Missouri. That's what you learned. So now that I've killed 30 minutes of our show, <laughs> 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 what I learned well, there's, today. <laughs> there's a couple
1: of things going on in the news cycle, but. Uh, is there? <laughs> There's every everything's up in the air, and until until things reach an end, there's really not much that we can do about it. There is one thing that I wanted to discuss, and that is the situation in Venezuela. Um, <clears throat> just because earlier, so earlier this week, um, Bernie Sanders uh, had his uh, town hall on CNN because apparently CNN thinks that this is the best thing ever to do, and basically any. Um, Any Democrat that has thrown their hat in the ring for uh, the 2020 presidential bid for the Democratic Party should have a town hall. So I believe A.B. Klobuchar has had one. I believe that Kristen – was it Kristen Gillibrand? Did she have one already? Uh, I think Kamala Harris has – had one there's a few people that have had their um their uh town hall meetings uh on cnn but what what really stuck out for me was that one of the questions that they asked bernie sanders and in case you didn't know bernie sanders is a diehard socialist who thinks that bread lines are great um he was asked about the situation in venezuela and basically um uh, the uh, I believe it was Wolf Wolf Blitzer who was hosting the uh, town hall was asking uh, whether he would call Nicolas Maduro uh, the president of Venezuela or the uh, dictator of Venezuela, and Bernie Sanders and his infinite wisdom and I use that word ironically. Um, he says that, well, Venezuela just uh, just uh, does their democratic process a little bit differently. Um, and uh, I would think that their people would beg to differ on that assessment. Um, so last weekend, there were a couple of serious things going on in Venezuela. Some humanitarian aid was trying to get into the country through the border with Colombia and through the the border with Brazil and, um, a couple, the people, people lost their lives. Lots of people were injured because Nicolás Maduro sent basically his, um, his, uh, private police force to the border to, um, uh, halt the, uh, uh, that humanitarian aid from reaching the people in his country, um, and I really want to ask Bernie Sanders if this is if he thinks that this is a good thing for the people of Venezuela. Um, a second thing that happened there too is that. Uh, there's a, there's a Univision reporter. His name is Jorge Ramos. Um, he was known in Latin America way before he made it to Univision here in the United States. But he basically focuses a lot on uh, news and goings on in Latin America. And he, he has opinions on uh, the government in the United States and everything that's going on here. And it's, it's safe to say that Jorge Ramos, like most journalists, is on the left and he'll have lots of lots of uh, uh, things that he'll say about the government that he doesn't agree with, or that he thinks are wrong with this country. But uh, Jorge Ramos and his production team decided to go to Venezuela and uh, find out more details as to what's going on in the country. Um, in the process, uh, Jorge Ramos was supposed to go to um, a hotel. In Venezuela, I think it was called, um, mm, I can't find the name right now. I'm going through the, um, I'm going through the article that, uh, uh, was released by the Daily Wire from James Barrett. Um, they were supposed to meet in a hotel and this interview was supposed to happen in which, um, uh. Jorge Ramos was asking some really hard questions, and at one point, Jorge Ramos, earlier in the day when he was traveling to the hotel where he was meeting Maduro, he took footage of people uh, on the streets of Venezuela rifling through a garbage truck looking for food because they don't have any food to eat. Um, another article on the Daily Wire. Um, we'll post the links on our Facebook page. Um, the video was posted by uh, by a verified account of uh, Juan Enrique Acevedo, and um, it is uh, three people, three gentlemen. Um, one is a teenager, one is a gentleman ages maybe twenty thirty, and an older gentleman probably forties to fifty years of age, and they are. Literally, and this is sad and heartbreaking, they are literally going through the garbage in a garbage truck while the garbage truck is engaged, dragging the garbage onto the big bin in the back. And these people are getting their hands in there and dumping garbage bags to try and get food. And one of the gentlemen in the video is saying, you know, we've become people of the street. Uh, This has to stop. We need help. We need to take Maduro out. Uh, We need to take Maduro out. And he repeated this multiple times. Um, So Jorge Ramos confronted Nicolas Maduro on this video. And Nicolas Maduro did not like the fact that Jorge Ramos had this footage. So
0: Most dictators don't appreciate when you have footage of their policies not doing uh – I don't know, well, maybe doing exactly what they intended them to do, but not wanting the world to see that it's doing what they're intending them to do. So
2: shocking, shocking
0: that he wouldn't appreciate that kind of, uh, I don't know, airtime.
1: Yeah. 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 Dictators. Dictators don't like to be questioned. They don't like to be challenged. So um, uh, this was the point in which Maduro cut the interview short And he basically held Jorge Ramos and his production team hostage, basically, for a period of about two hours in which they demanded that Jorge Ramos and his production team hand in all of their electronics, all of their camera equipment, all of their cell phones. They asked for passcodes of their phones and passcodes and passwords and everything so that they could delete this footage. Luckily, Jorge Ramos was able to either save this information, maybe he saved it on the cloud, maybe he forwarded it to someone else. Um, once it once it reaches someone else's hands, it's already out there. And I could not be more thankful for the fact that the video is available so that people can really see what's going on in, in Venezuela and how serious the issue is down there. Um so long story short, um even after they started the interview, the the I guess the the equivalent of the press secretary, which they call the the minister of communications, tells Jorge Ramos and his team, well this interview was unauthorized. I was like, really? If we are unauthorized, then why are why are we here? And we're being held hostage for two hours. And they were being held hostage in separate rooms. I believe Jorge Ramos and his producer were in one room and the rest of his production team, which I think were an additional five people, were held in a different room. The lights were turned off in the room. Their backpacks were taken away from them. Their personal cell phones were taken away from them. And this is the kind of treatment that people in Venezuela get when they challenge uh, the, the 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 dictator of Venezuela because let's not call him a president he's a dictator everybody knows that it was a dictator when it was um, uh, Hugo Chavez and now that Nicolas Maduro is is the self proclaimed. A uh, uh, precedent. He's not the president. He's he's a dictator, and he is refusing any and all kind of assistance from anybody in any of the communities, whether it comes from the UN or whether it comes from the United States. He is telling his people that the reason why this is isn't getting to them, it's because it's poisoned. And uh, yeah, it was lead
0: uh, when they. Shoot their people for yeah. trying to cross any borders or to to basically go anywhere near the, this humanitarian aid, no matter where it's coming from. I here's the thing: this is the kind of crap that people like AOC and her ilk want to bring to the states. And like, I feel for Venezuela, and I hope that something gets turned around. Whether it's Maduro gets ousted, and we actually get a you know a decent actual president in in place or if the people just, you know, rise up and take their country back. But this is the kind of crap that they want to bring to America under the guise of, oh, it just wasn't implemented right. But here's the thing, socialism has been implemented many, many times before and this is always the result. The people that they like to claim that socialism is going to help end up starving in the streets, having to dig through garbage to find something to eat because there's nothing for them to, to eat because capitalism, they don't believe in capitalism. So, having full grocery stores, not having bread lines, that's a good thing, as Bernie Sanders likes to say. It's a good thing to have bread lines.
1: Yeah, because you know? it means that it's not the rich people that are eating. It's not
0: the rich people that are eating. Well, what? The, the friggin' poor people aren't eating either. And in the end, everybody's a poor person under socialism because it's not about an equal share. It's about keeping people who are already powerful in power, and the rest of us can just suck it that's what socialism is and they you know they in in the last few years because we've you know we've read all the articles and seen all the stories about how venezuela actually was a really successful thriving country up until mm-hmm. however many years ago and now they're in this where they're eating their own their own pets and their zoo animals because there's nothing for them to eat you know, mm-hmm. people are standing in line for hours to get a roll of toilet paper or just to get gas for their car. And the gas costs like four times as much as, as it would, if not more, here in the States. And we complain about spending a couple bucks a gallon on on gas for our cars. But some of these people can't even drive anymore because they, they can't afford it or they're waiting in line for hours just to get a gallon of it. hmm And this is the crap they want to bring here. And they also were banned the opportunity, uh, banned from owning weapons. They're not; they were banned from owning guns. This is how it starts. This is how it starts. They were banned from owning guns because now you've got a government in place that's telling you when you get to eat, why you get to eat, and who you get to eat from. And they can't fight back because they're not allowed to own weapons. And naturally, the criminals don't have issues with this because they never turn their guns in in the first place. But when you ban guns from people who actually do follow the law, this is what happens. They shoot you full of lead so that you can't get to the humanitarian aid that's just over the border. That's just down the street because Maduro doesn't want you to show people what he's doing to you. This is why people who go in and actually try to tell the story – Get held for two hours. And honestly, I think it was probably Glenn Beck who who made this point, but honestly, if I, I'm assuming and I don't obviously I don't watch Univision. I you know, I don't speak Spanish. I don't know any you know, it's none of that's my that's my not my jam. That's Rocky's, you know, area of expertise. But I I'm assuming Jorge Ramos is a pretty big name with Univision. Is he not?
1: He's he's with Univision um uh He's with Univision, and I think he was with Univision when he was in. what he was, so his his show was always through Univision in in Spanish, broadcasted in Spanish. And then Univision brought it when, – when Univision was uh, bought by CNN, then the show was brought uh, – not by CNN, by uh, NBC, I'm sorry, by NBC, and it's part of the uh, NBC umbrella of networks. The show is now like an English-speaking – I don't even know when or which channel – the show is broadcasted on but he's he's in right. Univision, he's, he's because he's part of NBC.
0: What I'm saying is he's recognizable. So if he disappeared, he, yes, like, yes, if he, he, is. he disappeared off of the face of the planet, there'd probably be more questions than Because
1: because his because his career started in Latin America and in the and Univision when it was in Latin America, Univision is the equivalent of NBC in Latin America. It is a network that's seen in all countries. Every country has uh, has a, a Univision station, and they have their own unique programming and their own unique pro, uh, uh, news um, news and commentary shows. So, yes, Jorge Ramos is a very recognizable figure. That had anything happened to him, it it wasn't going to go unnoticed.
0: So, I guess there is some. Credence to having a familiar face, I guess, if you're gonna do this or not. So I guess good for him to for getting that that video out, so that people were seeing it. And I, I don't know that any of us who have been paying attention would be surprised to this. But honestly, what is happening there could easily happen here if we don't put an end to this sudden, like, trendiness to socialism. And I'm not saying that it's, it's not been pushed for years and years and years, but it's always been pushed by people like Bernie Sanders, you know, someone who's not very relatable, who's seemed like he's been ancient for years now. Like, every video I've ever seen of him, the man looks like he's been in his 50s since he was born. So now he's <laughs> going to be, what, closer to 80 if he were to win the election, Mm-hmm. So like he's not really relatable, he doesn't really speak to the young folks even though he had, you know, a a following in the last the, on- the, the last election. Thing- but now yep. we've got people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who can, you know, be relatable because she's making Facebook live videos in her kitchen while she's chopping garlic or onions or broccoli whatever for, for whatever for her chili and <sighs> You know, Elizabeth Warren, who's trying, you know, to be relatable by having a beer uh, in her kitchen. I
1: really want to know. I really want to know what kind of chili AOC was cooking, because when I make chili, I don't chop that much stuff.
0: Well, so I mean, was it I'm like sure, a vegetarian she, she does, chili. Yeah, or? I, guess, yeah, I don't think she's since she thinks we all eat hamburger for breakfast, lunch and dinner. She probably doesn't. Um, I think she's probably more vegetarian, if anything, um, since she's pushing for, you know, figures, cows to be basically made extinct but Damn, you know but she's relatable she's young she's not i mean when she's not making crazy eyes she's not necessarily unattractive i'm not i'm not saying i would go for that but she's not unattractive i'm sure she attracts a, a demographic that maybe
2: uh, there's a
0: there's a lid pot <laughs> i guess i've been hearing that a lot tonight but the the fact is is that she is relatable and she can work the the social media to her to her benefit because she grew up on it and is, is still within that generation that that's you know that's how we communicate it's through facebook and yeah, twitter and, and not, facebook and lives, lives may, and blah 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 yeah. so it's she very, may not explain it properly right. but very, she has she's she's a good
1: um right. she's a good representative for the ideals that bernie sanders wants to share because even though his oh he's old his ideas are appealing to the young people because who doesn't want free stuff right. aoc likes free stuff too free stuff too. free so She's going to tell you all about it and let Bernie Sanders lay out the plan. She's just going to talk about it. Well,
0: even though, though it's, not, it's not free stuff, you just like pay for it. Pay for it. Because it's really pay puzzling to suggest that people, you know. I mean, just pay for it. balk at maybe uh, paying upwards of $100 trillion in 10 years or more mm-hmm. or less at this point.
1: Something to- that may not work.
0: To make her, yeah, to make the stupid deal of hers go through. And, you know, she's like, she's like the boss because she's like trying, guys. So why don't you try? Because you're not. And if you have a problem with my deal, it's because you just aren't trying. So until then, like, she's the boss, guys. How about that? How about that? Catch me outside. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, this is the terrifying part especially for people who are making uh, you know who are paying attention to this kind of stuff like this is awful to mm-hmm. watch people go through this and see that there's a crisis and yet they're you know, they're stuck under the the tyranny of this douchebag who's basically little, they're they're poisoning the food
2: well right. and the other thing is Venezuela is part of the UN they're one of the founding mem- like they were in it originally mm-hmm what is the UN doing besides trying to send aid to these people? What are they doing in terms of like are they gonna do sanctions? Are they gonna do any kind of anything to hold Venezuela accountable? Because if not, what then why do we have a United Nations? Oh but even more um, that's the reason why I want
1: the UN out of the United States. They serve absolutely right. no purpose. Yeah, they don't well, do yeah, anything but exactly. take our like, money. This,
2: that's just my point. Like they literally do nothing. Like we pay a bunch of money to be a part of it, and we fund a lot of stuff, um, like on the United States dime. But it, it for what?
0: Yeah, well, we. Ser- I don't think we get much out of it other other than the warm fuzzy feeling of being a part of it. I guess, but what does it it doesn't really do any, anything in the end that you know there's too busy talking about not wanting to step on anybody's toes or you know causing some sort of international incident you know i'm i'm the last person to say that i want us getting involved in other people's problems cuz i frankly don't want us to be a part of the un anyway like i'm cool with treaties i'm cool with you know working things out so you know we're on friendly terms with folks but this this is not that's there's no benefit to this because in the end, when we get involved in stuff, we're told that we put our business—you know—put our noses in business that's not ours. But on the flip side, we're not supposed to put our nose in anybody's business. But we're just supposed to basically write a blank check to anybody who has. But so we issues. have to do
1: something. Yeah,
0: but we still have to do something because we're the most powerful country in the world. But uh, frankly, all we want from you is your dollars. We don't really give a crap about you actually helping fix the problem. So it's—it's it's never either or. You know, it's. There's it, it just it it always comes back and bites us in the ass, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I don't see the the point of it and I don't really love getting involved in other people's issues, but just to see these people suffering so much and the the thought of having to pick through garbage to stay alive, like that just sickens me. Nobody should have to live like that. Especially when the country was clearly capable of supporting a society, you know, within the last decade. And we're doing really well. We're capitalists. Like, what were they? They were – I'm really terrible at pulling numbers out. But they were pretty high on the list of countries that were not just financially successful, but, like, one of the richest countries in the world. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. right up there with us. Like, they were doing – per capita, we're doing pretty well. And we're doing – you know, they were – pretty westernized and then socialism comes in and in in that short like 10 to 20 years manages to undo all of that it's it wasn't even like a a slow burn it basically just happened within our lifetimes that this this country is now one of the poorest countries in the world people even that they claim you know I love Venezuela my family's still there you know I want to be proud of my country but I desperately don't want to go back there because I escaped that for a reason, and this country that they're in now, a lot of them are, uh, you know, now citizens of the United States, or they, you know, they've immigrated here. They don't want to see that happen here either. They don't want to see socialism hit hit America because they know what they have while they're here because they lost that in Venezuela, and I think that's something that we need to keep in mind when we're dealing with people again like AOC and all these socialists that are coming out of the woodwork and trying to make social socialism trendy and like oh it's you know everybody gets to pay their fair share and everybody gets a piece of the pie and we're totally missing the whole point of what a free country is and it just it's it's infuriating to see that people want to essentially do the same thing that Venezuela is going through to our home country here it's upsetting
1: yeah. Um, I I was doing some uh, I was doing some research about, you know, so what what is the end game in Venezuela? We we don't know. Um, <clears throat> I think that like much, much to the point that you were making earlier, Jaina, it's like they. They want us to. They want us to interfere, but they don't want us to interfere. And people can't seem to make up their minds because that's just what they do. There, uh, there is someone that has has that believes he he um, should be the president, and that's uh, uh, Juan Guaido. He is. Um, I was reading his uh, his biography, and according to him, so he's part. Um he assumed office January 23rd, 2019. So it's 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 still being disputed because Nicolás Maduro has basically either incarcerated or banished anybody who was going to oppose him. Uh and I guess the uh the 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 second runner-up would have been uh Guaidó, but because Maduro just, you know. Decided he's going to become the supreme ruler of Venezuela. Guaido has been contesting that election since it occurred. Um, so uh, Guaido is 35 years old, and according to his party affiliation, he is uh, he identifies with the uh, party, a party called uh, uh, Popular Will or Voluntad Popular. And this is basically a Democratic Socialist Party. So I don't I I, I always tell the girls that growing up in Puerto Rico, our political parties aren't like they are in the United States, where you have a Republican Party with a set set group of ideas and you know where they stand and you have a democratic party with their ideas and you know where they stand, where there's a clear cut difference between one party and the other in, in Puerto Rico. The parties are much of a blurred line where you basically have the progressive party, you have the social democratic party, and then you have the communist party. That's basically the options. And that seems to be the trend in almost all Latin American countries, because Latin American countries love their dictatorships. I'm looking at Chile. I'm looking at Brazil. I'm looking at Argentina. You know, So a lot of these countries love to have their dictators. So I wanted to do a little bit of research on the Popular Will or Voluntad Popular uh, Party, which uh, Guaido is, uh, identifies uh, as, uh, as being part of this platform. So according to this platform, they call for open, transparent government and for the punishment of abuses of power by public officials. They believe that... Uh, Venezuela can go back to being one of the major exporters of oil, and they don't want to nationalize oil firms, but instead they want to use the oil income to create social programs to help with the extreme poverty and to provide that social network that social safety net that social that uh, democratic socialists love so much so basically use the use the proceeds from oil to create your medicare for all to create your free you know free tuition tuition free schools and free housing and free food and a minkum and so on and so forth um They also call for greater autonomy in fiscal matters to be given to governors and mayors. So the way I understand it is that almost sounds similar to how we say that states are sovereign and how each state in the United States is should be allowed to make their own rules for their own citizens. You know, I guess that's what it sounds like to me. Um, the party supports market economy and they oppose state capitalism. Um, and their real battle is against poverty, exclusion and disrespect for human rights. So this is where this is where uh, the democratic socialists and and people like Guaido uh, or, um Maduro and their ideas, their they're using all of these terms, but yes, Guaido is the second runner up and basically the incumbent president of Venezuela. He's trying to go back to the country because from what I understand, he's in exile and he will be arrested and uh, incarcerated on site if he sets foot in, in Venezuela by Maduro and his people, his uh, his cohorts. Um, but if we put Guaido in power and we take Maduro out in one form or another what will that really mean for the for for the people of Venezuela are things really going to get better or is Guaido just another another dictator in the making
0: well, because that's that's, that's like my that's, fear uh, basically it's just going to leave a vacuum for someone else to come in and do the same or worse so and that's,
2: that's, I don't, that's I don't like, know. And I
0: kind of, I mean, that, that can be applied here too. I mean, what mm-hmm. I, maybe we're not as bad off as Venezuela, but what happens if by some miracle or by some chance, the government like basically just has to be reset and none of the yep. people who are currently in power now, you know, what if they're no longer in power? Well, what happens? We're, do we just get more of the same? I don't know. I, and how do you keep that from happening?
1: Yeah. And I don't I don't I don't know if Venezuela ever had a charter in the way that we the United States have a constitution that clearly dictates the rights that we have Um, uh, because um, Venezuela has been under this dictatorship for so long that i i honestly don't remember and i i'm i'm likely going to do some more research because i really you know we know that venezuela was very successful before all of these dictators came to power so i would really like to know more about where 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 they were before all of this started happening where did the turn Where did the turn occur and what can we learn from what's going on in Venezuela in order to avoid it from happening here? Because this this stuff creeps in little by little by little by little. You bring up Obamacare that's supposed to, oh, it's supposed to cover people with pre-existing conditions. Look at Obamacare. Obamacare is, what, 10 years ago it was passed and, and we're now talking about Medicare for all when Obamacare was supposed to cure this problem of people who couldn't get insurance. And now we're talking about Medicare for all and spending trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars on yet another social program to provide something that was supposed to have been provided by a social program from 10 years ago. You know, this is what happens when you start chipping away at people's rights and having government take away that, that opportunity from its citizenry in order for them to take it over. It starts little by little. First, it starts with health care. Then it starts with, uh, then it continues with free tuition. That's all well and good. It sounds great, but where does the money come from? Well, it doesn't matter. We are just going to pass this. We'll include it in a bill. We'll pass it. We have to find out what's in it. And next thing you know, we you know the 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 step on free tuition came with government taking over the student loan program so all of these all of these things have been happening incrementally and we kind of get used to it and then 10 years later something else comes up that's supposed to replace this bad idea that's going to further chip excuse me, at the rights that we previously had. So did the same thing happen in Venezuela where little by little they started, we should start offering this. It started out as a great idea that wasn't implemented properly and let's try this other thing that's going to be more expensive and worse. But hey, we still promise that you're going to get, you know, free health care. You know, is 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 this where we're going to end up if we don't realize that this is a bad a bad path for us to follow.
0: Yes, you are correct. It is a terrible path for us to follow and people need to get their crap together immediately before it gets too much further. So, uh we only have a little bit of time, but I think to end on a funnier note, uh our latest in the that's gross and you're nasty Hashtag that's gross. This and you're installment. Nasty. This installment. Uh saw an article earlier today <laughs> saw an article earlier today uh about a phenomena that is happening amongst those on the keto diet, especially if you happen to be a woman. Uh, this phenomena is also <laughs> known as keto crotch. <laughs> yes, you heard me keto crotch so uh basically what the article goes into about because keto obviously is a very popular diet uh we've discussed doing it amongst ourselves uh here at the bells of liberty uh because you know we're fat and we'd like to not be fat anymore uh so we've discussed doing keto but most of us would like to not give up fruit um that's my my biggest issue with it is I like, like fruit. carbs. Yeah, I like fruit. Carbs are good, but I definitely, uh, you know, if you're going to make me give up a healthy thing, why does it have to be fruit? Why can't it ever be kale? I don't understand. I don't understand. But uh, so, uh, amongst them, uh, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, which I feel like this shouldn't be an issue for Gwyneth because she, you know, likes to tout the whole, like, vagina steaming thing. She puts
2: rocks up uh, there,
0: so <laughs> you know, special eggs for the situation in that in that general vicinity. So I feel like this shouldn't be an issue for her, but apparently it has been. Um, it's also come up for Jenna Jameson, who I don't really want to badmouth because I know her history, but she's actually quite conservative uh, these days. Uh, she's kind of reformed her ways. She got married to a, a Jewish man, embraced the Jewish faith, and has uh, a little baby girl who she adores. So she's a big prom- a big. A supporter of the pro-life movement uh, and is real good at taking down trolls on Twitter She is also on the keto diet and girl looks good she lost I want to say close to 60 pounds if not over 60 pounds if the last uh, last update I saw from her is accurate because um, she had gained quite a lot of weight uh, during her pregnancy with her daughter and it just kind of kept going from there and she decided she wanted to change so she went on keto so obviously it works But the issue is because there is a lack of carbohydrates in your diet and a lot of other foods that people typically eat, and as the saying goes, you are what you eat, apparently it affects the pH in that particular area, thus giving you uh, what they've elected to call keto crotch, which is not necessarily, apparently, according to this article, a very pleasant odor
1: that's probably when you should I can, I can hear article. my father
0: shriveling up and dying over this right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be getting a text message shortly uh, telling me what are you talking about and why are you talking about it.
2: Can we well, not like, discuss this? It, it just made me <laughs> – like reading the article, it just made me not want to eat food in general. So, because it like listed a whole bunch of foods that can change – The smell of your body odor in general. Not just there, it affects,
0: it affects, and I mean, it's true. But I'm like,
2: it just makes me not want to eat food anymore. You
0: know, certain spices have that effect on, you know, uh, effect on people, uh, certain types of foods, like uh, another reason not to eat asparagus, uh, I think has been proven many times over, um, because it changes how things smell in general. Uh, Not just that but uh, yeah it does it does kind of turn you off food so maybe that's the point that's the new diet is just not eating at all because you don't want to stink anywhere yeah at any point for anything that you've ever eaten because it's just like yeah so welcome to to the keto diet if you were on the fence about it uh perhaps this has changed your mind because i for one and it's very, I mean, it's very scientific because of how uh, ke- uh, ke- the keto diet works. It's supposed to enact, or it's supposed to, not enact, it is supposed to, what is the word that I am looking for? A- activate? Activates. thank you. It, Wonder Twin Powers, activate. Uh, it activates your liver. There's a, something called ketones in your liver that ha, also is directly tied to your metabolism. So if you activate those through this diet of eating less carbohydrates and less things like fruit and stuff like that, that it activates this in your liver so that your liver actually goes through fat in your body before it goes through other stuff. Because when you are trying to lose weight, your body actually holds on to fat a lot harder because it thinks you're sick when you're trying to lose weight, which is why women always have a hard time because your body's like, no, 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 you might you need not, this fat you around need your midsection this because you might have a baby and you might need it for that. So I'm going to hold on to this for like a long time because you actually do need it. Don't act like you don't. I know what I'm talking about. I'm your body. So shut up. Uh, and it's going to stay here and also probably a little bit in your butt and also in your thighs just a little bit honestly basically everywhere. I'm just going to hold on to it everywhere because at some point you're going to need it and you're going to thank me for it later so you can just so stop.
2: basically women come by hoarding honestly.
0: Yes, it's true. Yes. It's, it's natural it's for science. women. It's science. It is science uh, for us to hold on to stuff like that because, uh, you know, frankly I, I don't want to begrudge men who lose weight uh, for losing weight but shut up. You drank some water and now you've lost 50 pounds and I hate you. So Whatever, but yeah, basically that's how how the keto diet works. It's a little bit more sciencey than that, but it, it activates some stuff in your body. So it eats the fat first instead of the stuff it normally does when you're trying to lose weight. So obviously it's effective if you're willing to trade in not smelling like a flower.
1: Mm, I don't want to smell like a flower. I don't want to smell like anything because that's <laughs> actually how it should be. But, uh, you know, I... As as the as the mom of a special needs child, I've read really good things about the keto diet, particularly as it pertains to special needs children, kids with autism, particularly. That is very helpful um, because it eliminates carbs, so it eliminates uh, the gluten, um, which will which may cause some some digestive issues for kids with autism and hinder. Uh, the processes in their brain and in their bodies. I'm still, I'm still not sold on the keto diet. Sorry, Jesse Kelly. I know you're a big proponent of it, but uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still gonna say no. I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna hard pass on the, uh, on the uh, keto diet. Well, he's especially dude, in light so. of this. <laughs> in, in light of this news, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to have to uh, say thank you next.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to decline. Apparently, uh, politely decline because uh, we don't have to. We have enough to struggle with as women. I don't think. I don't think that's one of those things that we need to to struggle with. But I'm sure the SJWs will turn that into some like patriarchal attempt at ke- keeping women fat and body shaming them or something. If we're gonna look at it from a political standpoint. But anyway, if you were concerned about it, now you know. We'll be sure to share that article, maybe if we remember to, uh, on the, on the the podcast party. So you can take a look and, and decide for yourself if, if you'd like to continue, or maybe it's answered some questions you didn't know you had.
1: See, being healthy is bad for
0: you. Yeah, I've I'm I've learned in the last couple of months that attempting to uh, to lose weight or be healthy, not really worth it. If I'm gonna die, Office. if I'm gonna die young, at least I can die at home, comfortable. And not smelling Eat, uh, like acetone pizza and, ice and stuff. Cream. So whatever. I guess I'd rather smell like pizza than <laughs> whatever it is they were describing in this article. So you're welcome. That's another installment of that's gross. That's and you're gross, nasty. and you're nasty. So uh, that is all we have for tonight, folks. I know you're you're just dying for this show to continue uh, after basically everything we've talked about today either we've been talking first world problems and driving to texas and things going horribly horribly wrong or we've been talking about venezuela's problems and basically driving to texas is not as bad as it seems because at least i'm not eating garbage out of a garbage truck uh or that trying to be healthy is a bad idea because it makes you stink so if you've made it all the way through this show congratulations we do not have a prize for you but you get to listen
1: you. to us till you get to listen to us next week. Yeah, you get surprise. To back,
0: get to come back next week and listen to us do the same thing all over again. So, anyway, thank you for joining us. We do really appreciate you spending part of your weekend with us. We know that that's time you'll never get back. So, if you're sharing it with us, we do appreciate it, and please come back. Don't leave us. We love you. We need you. Yes, we do. We need you. Like, I don't know. The flower needs the rain. Yes, that—that's what I was going to say. Uh, that, that's where I was going with this. We do need you, and we appreciate you. So please come back. Uh, if you would like to join us for a podcast party on Twitter at Bells of Liberty on Twitter, you can go ahead and join us. You can send us tweets. Uh, you can respond to stuff. If we happen to show up, we definitely will be putting our links there for you to peruse at your heart's content. Go ahead, and, go ahead, and send us suggestions. If there's things that you'd like us to talk about, sometimes we have no idea what you want to hear because, frankly. By the time we're on, all the news has already been cycled through and sometimes we don't want to hear the same thing 600 times, but we would like to know what you'd like, to, what, like us to talk about. If you'd like to hear our perspectives on certain things, feel free to shoot it our way because Sammy's telling me to hurry the hell up because I've been talking too long. So anyway... Give us those suggestions, and we will see what we can do on our next episodes. You can find us on Spreaker, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and iHeart. We talked about this. I don't want to go over it again. We'll figure it out eventually. So join us Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Central Time, and whatever the hell time it is on Pacific Time, and we will see you next week. Bye, everyone.
1: Have a great weekend.